Hello, I'm Jennifer Isabella, your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the major changes in the market influencing executive priorities. For today's episode, we're sharing a keynote from Forrester analyst Jeff Pollard on how firms can secure their brand in the post-truth era. To set the stage, Jeff begins his presentation with a video made by Jordan Peele and BuzzFeed. In the video, Peele appears side-by-side another video of President Obama giving an address. The video shows how Peel was able to manipulate what President Obama was saying by using AI and motion graphics technology. Let's take a listen. We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time, even if they would never say those things. But someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peel. This is a dangerous time. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the internet. That's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. It may sound basic, but how we move forward in the age of information is going to be the difference between whether we survive or whether we become some kind of f***ed up dystopia. Thank you, and stay woke, bitches. Hi, everyone. You always go to see the horror movie as late at night as possible, right? And that's pretty much what uh, this session will be. It's our own little version of a uh, horror story. When you think about what's happening in terms of the post-truth era, it's often associated with politics. But I'm going to lay out during this presentation that it really needs to be associated with your brand. And it needs to be associated with data and information, the fuel for your digital transformation. And the reason why you need to think about the post-truth era is because attackers have access to the very same tools and technologies that you do. Attackers are able to make the same types of content that you are. They're able to use the same kind of machine learning. They're able to download tools that allow them to use neural networks and other things. In fact, I'll walk you through some of that. And this is a fundamental shift to the attack scenarios that we are used to as companies. We're used to attackers having a methodology where they break into our companies, they impersonate our users, they find a vulnerability in our web applications, and they steal information. They take it out, they put it on the dark web or on the black market, and that's ultimately how they monetize it. It's a confidentiality problem. But we're moving into the era of an integrity problem where no one knows what's true and what isn't. When you think about the principles of how businesses are operating today, one of the things that we talk about at Forrester is that companies must operate with customer obsession. You have to make your customers the centerpiece of your strategy, of your tactics, of your execution. You need to create authentic experiences, believable experiences, one that customers actually want and desire that satisfy their needs. And all of that allows you to increase customer engagement. But with these new attack scenarios, whether it's a competitor, whether it's a nation state, or whether it's just someone that you've made an enemy of, I don't actually need to make a better product than you. I don't need to have a better service than you. I'll just attack your customer obsession. I'll just cast doubt on those authentic experiences. And I'll do all that so that way I can decrease your customer engagement. That's what I'll weaponize against you, the very thing that you were attempting to improve. 
I mentioned that attackers have access to the same tools and technologies, so let's kind of dig into one of those. The video that we showed you was created in part using technology that is now bundled in a tool available for your Windows desktops as long as you have an NVIDIA graphics card that can run TensorFlow. Anyone can download this that has those system specs and can then use it to create fake content, videos just like the one that we saw. Now, that video was produced pretty well. It was done by a production company, uh, Jordan Peele's production company, with him doing an impersonation of Obama. So sure, what you make at home probably won't be that good now, but give it a year, and then what's going to happen? If you want to learn how to use fake app, there's a YouTube tutorial by the guy that made the app. Now think about how meta this has become. We now have a tutorial video about how to make fake videos. Oh my goodness, right? This is the digital transformation, and it's not just transforming for you, it's transforming for adversaries, for pranksters, right? The line in Batman, some men just want to watch the world burn, some people just like to break things. It's downloadable. You can get it. Here's an example, Nicolas Cage, greatest actor of our generation. That is not true. Um, starring in a movie that he was not in. Nicolas Cage was not in The Disaster Artist. My personal favorite, Nicolas Cage is a massive Superman fan. This is Nick Cage playing Amy Adams in Superman Returns. So it turns out Nick Cage, big comic book fan, did not get the Superman role he wanted. That's unfortunate, but he was in the film, at least according to this, right? And you can see this, this is online. This is a screen grab of a video posted to YouTube by that app creator. They've done a bunch of these videos, by the way. Um, these instances might seem really far away from your day-to-day -day lives, right? It's funny that Nick Cage is in a lot of those movies. It's awesome, it kind of makes me giggle too. I think it's fun. Except what's gonna happen when instead it's the corporate spokesperson that represents your brand starring in offensive tirade on social media, right? And it's not something they ever actually said, it's just something that someone made it look like they said it, right? Just by using fake app, because that corporate spokesperson or that person that you advertise with, right, um, the celebrity that you have endorsing your products has enough images out there, has enough video to create a fake video of them. How about this one? How about your founder or CEO starring in a video about why being rich makes me better than you, right? Or um, the advantages of wealth inequality for the 1%. Right? These things could happen. And I want to give you a sense for how easy this is because we talk about moving fast. We talk about empowering our development teams, right? It took 592 days before the research, or from the time that the research that enabled Fake App to work went from a bunch of PhDs at universities around the world presented at an academic conference to be available for download on the web. 592 days, less than a year and a half. And here's the thing, if someone wants to make that video about you, guess what they don't have? They don't have to find a studio. They don't have to find a script approver. They don't have to find it through, they don't have to send it through procurement to buy the time in the studio to get the video made. They can move faster than you if they want to simply because they don't have the same impediments that you do. So no matter how fast you enable your enterprise to move, an adversary can always move faster than you because they simply don't have anyone marketing, anyone in marketing dictating what should happen. They can do it themselves. Because 
One thing about digital that we have to understand from a threat and risk perspective is that digital is the great equalizer. It is inherently asymmetric. It empowers the little guy or the little girl or the nation state to take you on. Big is a strategy. In fact, a lot of innovation seeks to overcome big as a strategy from a business perspective. But digital removes that advantage. It makes big not a strategy anymore. And that's exactly what we're seeing. When attackers have access to the same tools and technologies that you do, and then have less barriers and less impediments, then you have to understand that you're always going to be on defense about this. It's a brand problem, it's a transformation problem, and it's a security and risk problem. What's gonna happen for attackers is that they're going to use these opportunities to begin to distort rather than simply disrupt and degrade. From a geopolitical perspective or a cyber warfare perspective, warfare perspective disrupting the grade is often viewed as a goal, right, from an adversarial perspective. You want to disrupt communication networks, degrade a nation state's ability to respond. But I'm adding distort to this because that is what nation states are going to do to brands, and that's what attackers are going to do to brands. They're going to, um, they're going to seek to distort your company your image, the things that you're doing. The first example we just saw a moment ago, we call this likeness hijacking. It's using neural networks to fake video and audio signals, right? This is new. And the reason why I started this with video is a very simple reason. Because video has always been the thing that we believed in the most. It's always been one of our sources of truth. And if that is gone, if video is no longer a reputable source of truth or a foundational source of truth, that is a number of societal implications. But just as importantly, data for businesses has become a source of truth. Data is the fuel for the digital transformation. And we believe in data so much now that we allow automated decisions and autonomous decisions based on that data. But now we know that attackers are willing to go after our sources of truth. And if attackers are willing to go after our sources of truth, then all bets are off. So as you think about video being the thing that you as a person counted on, think about a situation where data is the thing your business counts on the very same way and now it's under attack. Some other examples, fake reviews, right? It's just as easy to generate a fake review with artificial intelligence and machine learning as it is to find them. So now, if I want to sabotage your brand, if I want to create a situation where you have to worry about what people are saying about you, I can just use that with AI, right? I don't actually have to do it any other way. Social media manipulation. There was a massive indictment filed in the United States against the Internet Research Agency, and this was one of the accounts that was used. And this account, in particular, was being used to link, um, to link threads on Reddit, to link threads on Twitter, and to amplify the message. This account has since been suspended, but this really happened, right? Bot farms to create, generate, propagate, and brigade content. So we're seeing this, this will happen. And of course, there's already fake news, which we know about. Again, some of these are used to distribute messages, and some of them are used to actually brigade the content and amplify it. 
So we all thought the internet, social media, digital transformation would be used for good, right? That was kind of our belief. And because most of this has been kind of scary, I wanted to lighten the tone a bit. Um, so the, the real purpose of the internet, and digital transformation for that matter, is pretty simple. It's to you know, share cat photos, which is the, the number one mission of being online and connected. Uh, it's certainly to make our friends jealous based on our awesome vacations, right? We can brag about where we've gone and what we've done. And then, of course, it's also to show pictures of our kids when they're actually behaving. And that's how you can tell this is a staged photo, uh, because this kid's behaving. If it were a real one, they would be destroying something, right? At least that's mine, but I don't want to talk about my parenting here. It'll be sort of embarrassing. Um, but these things are designed to connect us, right? These are things that we're going to do for good. When we talk about digital transformation, we're talking about using digital, digital transformation for good, right? Not evil, but there are people out there that don't want to share cat photos. There are people out there that want to ruin the pictures of your vacations. There are people out there that want to make it where your kids are irrelevant because they want to poison things. And they want to do that to your companies as well because some of your competitors are owned by governments. And those governments might view you as a national security threat. And so they want to take you on based on that. The more successful your digital transformation, and perhaps one of the scariest parts of this, the more risk you have. Because the more successful your digital transformation is, the more successful the revenue that comes from your digital transformation is, the more customer engagement that you've created. And so that means that you're putting more on the line. And so if I can tamper with that digital transformation, if I can damage it, if I can mess with it, then I'm costing you revenue, right? I'm destroying things. I'm taking you back to where you were before because data is ultimately at the center of the digital transformation. And if we're able to corrupt data, then we're able to have bad data. And bad data leads to bad decisions, which leads to a bad transformation. And now I'm going to tell you a story that will walk you through exactly how this has happened in the last 12 months. I'm guessing a lot of people here fly a lot. Is that true? Right? A lot of people fly? All right. We'll talk about that at the end of this. North American manufacturer transformed, its, transformed parts of its QA process. So this manufacturer made things. For now, we'll just leave the things ambiguous, because that makes it more interesting. The things that they made had a QA process where sensors would examine the measurements of those things and make sure that they were within certain specifications. This company supplied an upstream customer in a just-in-time manufacturing model. Because they had transformed part of the QA process, the big benefit was things were coming off the manufacturing line faster, right? Not to mention they saved some labor, et cetera. Suddenly, they experienced a spike in failure rates. So all of a sudden, the products that they were making were failing. But what's interesting is this company didn't detect it. They, they didn't figure this out. Since everyone is a supplier, and everyone's a customer in this room, right? And you have to think about yourselves that way. It was actually the manufacturer's customer that caught it due to their own QA processes. So the upstream customer that was receiving these items caught this because they have a quality assurance process, and they noticed that these parts were failing more. So they went back to the supplier and said, hey, this is, this is not working, right? What's going on? What's happening? You, you have an issue. Well, the components were fine, right? The incoming parts that were used to manufacture this, the process to put them together, nothing was out of line. And so they were stumped. The entire operations manufacturing team for this customer was, was completely stumped as to what to do. And then someone thought to check with IT. And IT checked with security. 
and security, heroes that we are, thank you. You can tell the security folks, by the way, um, right? Yeah. Yep, uh, we need some reassurance, folks. Usually it's much worse than that. Um, so someone thought to check with IT. IT checked with security, and security found something interesting, right? They found some strange connections to various countries. And one of those countries owned a competitor, right, that would bid on this business and had lost it to this particular supplier. And security began to investigate, and what they found out was that the QA sensors were tampered with. They were sending back bad data, which was leading to bad parts. This nation state had hacked in, had modified what the sensors were tracking, and were leading that manufacturer to make something that didn't work anymore. This is why we can't have nice things, right? <laughs> because we go and we transform our business. Right? We take all this effort, we expend all this energy, we transform it, and then it turns out that someone just decides to hack us by modifying our QA sensors, and now we've got bad parts everywhere, our upstream supplier is mad at us, no one can figure out what's going on, at least security gets to be good. Of course, then the question comes up, well, why didn't security stop it in the first place? And we have no answer for that, we really wanna blame you, we just can't tell you. So this happens, right? It's going on. By the way, I mentioned for anyone that flies a lot, this was not an airline manufacturer. I just said that to make you anxious. Um, <laughs> by the way, I fly a lot, so I was worried it was an airline manufacturer, so that was, in fact, my first question when I found out about this is, what do you make? Did, did nothing that serious, thank goodness. So what are we gonna do about this, right? This wouldn't be too useful just to scare you, so let's talk about some of the things you're gonna have to do to defend your brand in this post-truth era, defending your data, when data is the source of our enterprise truth. Well, first, technology will and will not save us from this. So technology is going to be used to detect things. It's going to be used to find things. In fact, this has already happened. So MIT Technology Review talked about the fact that there's an algorithm that spots face swaps in videos, which is phenomenal news, right? So those fake videos, we can now find them, except, oh, hold on, it can actually be used to make the videos better. No, right, come on. This is like Darth Vader in Star Wars, no, right? It's like, how can this happen? For a minute we had hope and then they just crushed it. And again, this is why we still can't have nice things, right? Because a technology arms race only serves to make the weapons more complex and effective, right? Arms races benefit two people, arms manufacturers and people that care about the lethality of weapons. And trust me, as someone that works in security and risk, I've been doing this for like a decade. The bad guys always win when it's an arms race. So don't think technology is gonna help. There's other things you have to do. And one of the other most important things you have to do is that your past performance will dictate your future results. And this is important because this is about brand and reputation and customer experience. Now, if anyone doesn't recognize who's on this slide, it means that you're not a loser. Um, I'm just kidding. This is Otto von Bismarck, who was a diplomat in the 19th and early 20th centuries. And again, if you didn't recognize him, it just means that you, know, you spend your weekends having fun. Um, but he had a saying, at least attributed to him, debatably, he never believe anything until it's officially denied by a politician. Right? So that was his source of truth. Once it was officially denied, he actually accepted that it was true. Um, he's also famous for saying that the easy way to diplomacy is to have a good treaty with, treaty with Russia, but we won't talk about current events. Here's an example of a company that didn't do that right. 
Theranos, right? External point of care BlackBerry. Well, that's actually not really an untrue statement since it doesn't really exist anymore and it kind of never worked. Um, but that's beside the point. But this is what Theranos was promising, right? So are you ever gonna trust any of those principles again when they tell you that they're gonna transform healthcare or some other industry? No, because their past performance dictates their future results. So if you work with a brand that's lied or equivocated or been truthful and authentic and created those kinds of experiences we want, and that's gonna be whether or not someone believes you. Because remember, these aren't arguments of fact. These are arguments of truth and believability, and that's a very different thing. Finally, right now this is hijinks, right? This is for fun, but expect activity to escalate once a business model emerges for attackers because after all, attackers want their own hockey stick graphs too. They want to monetize things. They want to make money, right? And because these are going to be new kinds of attacks, we're gonna to have to experience new ways to defend ourselves. We're gonna to have to invent these. Model monitoring, monitoring the integrity of data, version control for raw data are all gonna be parts of our defensive strategy. And guess what? Some of these won't live in security. Some of these are gonna to have to live in data science. Some of these are gonna to have to live in application development. But when attackers go after these sorts of things, if you're not monitoring them, then I can change the way that you allocate resources. I can tamper with your data so that way you spend too much one direction versus the other, right? I can apply resource constraint problems. I can change the results of your analytics and automation by messing with information. So we're gonna to have to think about how to defend that. And ultimately, I can also change your A-B test results. You put up two websites, one with the kid with brown hair, one with the kid with blonde hair. And I tell you that the brown haired kid actually got more hits and that's not true. And I just do that because I wanted to, or because I'm competing with you, or because I'm part of a nation that's competing with you. All of these things are gonna happen. And so ultimately what's gonna change is that security is gonna to have to be embedded across your enterprise. But as people leading digital transformation, you're gonna to have to think about how your own transformation increases your attack surface. Because it does and it will, and it's important that you deal with it. That's it. Thanks all. If you like what you heard today, join Forrester and other industry thought leaders at one of our upcoming privacy and security forums in Washington, D.C. or London. For more information and to reserve your seat, visit for.com slash 2018 events. That's forr.com slash 2018 events. Thanks for listening.